It's time for Girls in Golf Podcast with your favorite hosts, Lex and Sarah. Ladies, when you're ready. Welcome to Girls in Golf Quarantine Week 3. I'm Lex, joined by Sarah from her home. And we are, as you guys all know, part of the Callaway Podcast Network and the Revo Movement. Today, we're really excited to be joined by one of our LPGA staffers, Emma Talley. Emma, you and I um, actually spent some time together last year at the Kia Classic about almost a year ago exactly. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm just making the best of this quarantine life and um, staying busy and ready to get back on tour for sure, but just being patient. Yeah, so what has your life looked like um, during quarantine so far? You mentioned before we um, started recording that you've had your niece at the house. Yes, so the first two weeks I was actually um, quarantining myself in Nashville, Tennessee, where I live, because I had been on the West Coast practicing, getting ready for the West Coast swing. Um, So I quarantined myself for two weeks in Nashville before I came to Kentucky. Um, I'm going to be here the rest of the time, and my sister-in-law and brother just had a new baby so we have been babysitting my two-year-old niece which has been really fun and I have a new appreciation for all the parents out there you go girls and husbands um (laughs) it definitely takes a team because this is crazy (laughs) especially when you have a two-year-old that does not sleep so it's been really crazy um but really fun so you're also cooking right now too did you want to tell everyone what you're making My sister-in-law has taught me how to make fresh spring rolls, so um, I'm going to show you all how to make spring spring rolls. Nice. Yes. Wait. (laughs) Very yummy. I'm going to put you up up here so I can walk around. But first, got to boil some water in this little pan. Um, You don't have to put very much because you're just going to put the rice paper in there, which you can only get at Asian stores. Oh, gosh. One second. You can only get it at, like, Asian stores. My sister-in-law is from Thailand, so she used to own her own restaurant. Um, awesome. So you like, legit. He's on the ground today. <laughs> what the rice peppers look like. And then you just put enough water in the pan to start boiling. Um, and just get it hot enough. Or you don't want to get too hot or the paper will not work. So Yeah, so I'll put that on boil while we talk. Cool. Do you cook quite often with your family, Emma? I love, love, love to cook. Unfortunately, on the road, I don't get to a lot. So um, shout out to Marina Alex. He's another tour player, and she is, like, the cook. I'm not that fancy. I just like to go on Pinterest and, like, find recipes. <laughs> so I don't like to start from scratch. Um, I made some protein balls this morning as well. So I try to do some fun, different stuff, just to, especially during the quarantine. I mean, there's nothing to do, and it gets boring eating, like, the same salad every day. So I try to make it interesting, and thank goodness, like, spring rolls are really healthy. So, yeah, anything healthy, and because um, then I have to go on, on my Peloton bike after lunch, so <laughs> I can't get too full. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you been joining in on some of the, like, the sponsored yeah. rides? Or the ones I know I saw, like, Rory did one and Bubba and whatnot, and everyone's all about it. Yeah, there's actually um, Jimmy Walker's wife and Morgan and um, Mel Reed. There's a bunch of girls that have gotten together. And I just got joined in on it yesterday, so I'm really excited. Um, But it's fun because my parents have a Peloton bike, and 
with not being able to go to the gym, it's just a nice way to really get a good sweat. So it's really hard though. It, I mean, you can make it as hard as you want it. And um, every day I'm like dripping, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Is this, so when you go out on tour, sometimes you guys stay in like houses and stuff together, right? Is this um, at all, like with the cooking you mentioned, Marina likes to cook while you're out on tour, but you guys probably don't as much and your exercise routines are totally different too. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I'm like so lazy and tired after a golf round that I'm more likely to go to Panera or <laughs> to like True Food Kitchen and not cook. Oh, True Food. <laughs> so good. Love that place. So, good. so I don't really, no, I don't really cook that often. I try to and I am being really honest when I say that I don't like to cook on the road because you have to like bring all your spices and it's just something else to put in your suitcase. So I, I like to cook on the road, but just don't do it very often. So we'll see. What have y'all been doing on your quarantine? <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't know about Sarah. I've been working. Um, I'm quarantining at my boyfriend's house with him and his mom. And we try to walk like four miles a day if we can. And I'm a bar instructor too. So sometimes I teach like little bar classes. That's really that's cool. Like it. Those are my days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Now I, I, I take so many walks and now I actually understand why, you know, pets get so excited when you come home to go for a walk. Cause I'm like, Oh, I get it. You're stuck in a house all day. Of course. That, is, walk. that is the best analogy ever. That makes so much sense. <laughs> I haven't heard that yet, but that is so <laughs> true. <laughs> Sarah, do you take your cat on the walk? Um, I try to coax her outside. The other day she ran after, um, a crow and in the middle of the road. So, um, some days she's fearless. Other days she's a big scared cat. <laughs> okay. The water's almost ready. Um, so basically the good thing about spring rolls are that you can look in your fridge and just find anything in it. Vegetable wise. It doesn't have to be like every time I do this, I do it with different vegetables. I'd say the one thing that, is necessary is some kind of spinach or lettuce because it kind of makes it stay together a little better. Um, you can do it with chicken. You can do it with shrimp. We're, I'm doing it with shrimp today. Um, I had some carrots in the fridge. I had some cucumber and some um, peppers. And I will say with the chicken and the shrimp, don't put too much seasoning on it because you do. You can either make the peanut sauce, which I have done several times. I don't have one of the ingredients and I didn't want to go to the store for just one ingredient. So I have um, just the peanut sauce that you can buy. That's like the lazy way of doing it, which is sometimes easier. Um, so I have that kind of sauce that you can dip it in. So you don't want too much seasoning on the chicken or the shrimp because it kind of mixes with peanut butter. Strange. Um, but yeah, the hardest part about this is the rice paper in the pan. Um, I'm going to get my boyfriend a help hey patrick okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is real y'all real life okay you need i need you to do this part he's a caddy on tour <laughs> hello <Hi. laughs> he's he's living the uh quarantine stress life as well so yeah. basically you don't want to get too much um i turn you turn off this stuff once it starts boiling 
and you just put the rice paper in and see how it starts curling up. You gotta make sure you get the sides and get it all wet. And then you have to turn it over and get the other side. And this is the hardest part is um, not, I, I usually mess the first one up, but I'm not going to today. You <laughs> like pancakes. Yeah. This is out of the pan. It's gonna be hot, first of all. And it's also going to be, it, it crinkles up. So you just put it on a plate and you get your veggies. Put a little bit of lettuce. Oh, my two, my two year old niece is about to walk in the door. You're going to hear her probably. Oh, yay. <laughs> and a few cucumbers and peppers. And then you add the shrimp. I put about four shrimp on it. The little baby shrimp. Yeah, just the baby shrimp are perfect. And then you start folding, which is the easiest part. Um, you just side to side, because the rice paper is very sticky. So it sticks really well. It's not like a burrito. Stick and then just roll it up, and there you go. My gosh, that's amazing. And then you have the, the um, peanut butter dipping sauce. The peanut sauce that you can get at Thai restaurants. Mm. Put that in a little saucepan right beside it, and you're done. Nice. <laughs> <Woo> <laughs> yeah, it's very easy. Um, it's like one of the easiest things and most yummy things you can make. Nice. So yeah. You should get your sister-in-law to do like a little YouTube series with you. Yeah. I know. She is such a good cook. She made, she taught me how to make pad thai along with this and pad you and curries. So it's like a whole nother life that I didn't know about <laughs> that I love. <laughs> so What's the best thing you've eaten while you travel? Um, well, growing up where I grew up, I grew up in a very small town. It's four stoplights out in the middle of nowhere. So before I even went to college, I'd never had sushi. I had never had fried rice. I had never had any kind of Asian food at all. I'd had Mexican food. I'd never had Indian. I'd never had anything besides American, Italian, Mexican. That was all I'd ever eaten growing up. So when I went to college, my teammates were like, where are you from? You have, you like don't have any food experience. So um, my boyfriend is from New Zealand and he's traveled all around the world before he started caddying. And he's really opened my eyes to food, which has been really fun. So I don't know exactly if I eat like at the same restaurants when we go back year to year to the same tournaments. Um, there are a couple of spots in Carlsbad that we, we were talking about last night that we wish we would have gotten to go to this year. But um, I like to try new food, um, any kind of food. We try to go to different restaurants and kind of the mom and pop kind of restaurants just to try something new each week when we were on tour. Um, we love healthy food, so we try to find healthy, yummy food. Nice. So I had a question for you um, about your family. You come from a pretty big family, right? You have, yeah. was it three siblings? Yes. Nice. So I, my question is, 
do you are they into golf as much as you are do you guys go for like family golf outings no no one in my family plays my parents don't even play um I grew up on number 16 literally that right out this is my back door and (laughs) right outside of that is the is number 16 fairway of our country club but no one's no no one ever played so um, I just wanted to, I played every sport growing up and I told my dad at age nine, I was like, can I play, can I play golf? I've never played that sport before. And my grandmother had a set of clubs. She did, she didn't play, but she had a set. So he just got someone to cut it off for me. And I started playing with like the wooden hood, the wooden woods, um, was my first club, oh, wow. which is pretty cool. Um, cause that's what she had. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. And no one in my family plays. My brother writes music and um, works at the Metropolitan Opera Museum in New York City. So think about him while you're in this quarantine because he's by himself. He told me yesterday he hasn't seen anyone he knows for over a month now. Um, And he said he paces his apartment. It's 13 paces. So that's like, I'm like, you're on another level. (laughs) Um, so as bad as you think it is, but he is healthy and that's the main thing. He's healthy and, um, thank goodness for everyone that is healthy and, um, yeah, but no one in my family plays golf. So I'm the, I'm the lone ranger out here. (laughs) (laughs) So what piqued your interest? Was there, did you have like a role model or you just saw the game one day and thought it was interesting? Uh, yeah, I just growing up, I think. First of all, as a kid, you like the golf cart. Um, we did have a golf cart because the pool is – we would drive the golf cart to the pool. But seeing people play golf out your window every day and never playing it, I think that kind of sparked my interest probably because all these people I'd see out my back door and no one in my family played. So, And I was pretty active as a kid. Like I said, I played every sport. So I wanted to see if I could do it. And I'm a little OCD. And so as soon as I started playing, the first time I played a tournament, I won. But um, I, was the only, I was the only girl, so <laughs> that's why I won. <laughs> I shot 60 on nine holes. And the very next time, I shot 44. And then the next time, I shot 40. So it was pretty oh like – But it was because I was so obsessed. My parents said I never got in trouble, like, around that age, 9 and 10, 11 because I was so obsessed with golf. All I wanted to do was be on the golf course and I could be because it was out my back door. So, um, I just kind of fell in love with it. It's a true passion and, um, I'm kind of going off on a rant right now, but I told my boyfriend yesterday that this quarantine honestly has made me love golf again. Not that I don't love it before, but like the genuine love for it. Um, cause I think you fall into genuinely love, golf competitive golf which I do love competitive golf obviously I'm a pro golfer but um I've really enjoyed just going out and playing and I haven't been able to do that for a long time just go out and play every day and practice and not really have a tournament to get ready for Um, I'm just going out there to practice and it's been really cool that's been one thing that I've really enjoyed about the quarantine is because um I haven't had a turn. This is the longest since I was 10 years old that I haven't had a tournament. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like I've never had this much time off from tournament golf and it's actually been really nice just to go out and play, which has been cool. 
but I'm very excited to go back to it. <laughs> like, my, game, yeah. my game is good. I'm ready to go play. <laughs> That's actually, um, it's interesting you say that because we got a few like listener questions for you. And um, this, so on our Callaway community, this guy's name is Alabama Kingfish. Um, he says best, yeah, he said best wishes, Emma, roll tide. Um, what would you say is the strongest part of your game now or what was before the quarantine? Yeah, well, I had a really rough year last year and I had never lost confidence in my game until last year. And the 15 years I'd played golf, I never lost my confidence. And the quarantine um, has really helped my mental space too. I have all my confidence back, which is so nice. Um, I have all my confidence back. The best part of my game right now, I would say, is probably my driver. Um, I'm hitting all the fairways, which is makes golf a lot easier when you're in the fairway and you know it's going to be in the fairway. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the tee shot. Um, I've been working really hard on my putting as well. So I think those two things are probably the highlight and just trying to get better and taking one day at a time and trying to – when you have this much time off, I think it's important to just try to get better at something every single day. So what is yes, the main so thing – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Lex. I was just – I was going to say, like, speaking of last year, you know um, – it was after your rookie season on the LPGA and you went back to Q series. Like what was that like for you? Um, very stressful. <laughs> I had so much stress build up throughout the whole year. And honestly, when I lost my card, it was almost a relief because I didn't have to try to keep my card anymore. It was over. And I could like finally say, I get to stay go somewhere where we're all on the same page. Like there's no more, I have to finish top 10. Um, there's no more. I need to win this week. There, it was, it was starting from scratch and I had a month to prepare. No, I had, I had two and a half weeks to prepare. Um, and I had a new coach at the end of the year, which is a whole nother story. But, uh, me and my coach who I worked with for 15 years, we split and now I have a new coach. Um, his name's Gareth Rafleski. He coaches a bunch of the tour players on tour. And that's really why it happened because the coach I had, I could, I never saw and this guy. I could see every single week. Um, but anyways, I got to work really hard and I went to Q series and honestly it was so refreshing because I was like, I've got my game back and I can do this. And we're on, we're all starting from zero and it was eight rounds. So I knew just staying consistent and, one shot at a time that I could do it. And it was great. I'm glad I had to experience it because now I appreciate the LPGA so much more. And when I'm out there, I'm like, this. don't take it for granted because you never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So people usually go back to their foundations during hard times. So what would you consider to be your foundation and what or who can you always count on? Yeah, that's a good question because honestly, when I was going through it, I honestly had no idea where to turn to because I felt like I kept turning to all my foundation and nothing was working. Um, but the one thing that was consistent for me was the people around me. And that includes my parents, my coaches, my boyfriend, my friends, my friends that know nothing about golf that I could call and they would just talk about the bachelor <laughs> or something. Um, I feel like those people are the people that got me through, honestly, because my golf game, golf is such a mental sport 
that was the only consistent thing in my life last year. My golf game was all over the place. And that's kind of what got me back is just like staying steady with my coach and staying steady with my friends and family. So um, I think my foundation are the people around me. And I would also say for me, um, there's a couple people, Meg Mallon and Beth Daniel, they were my junior Soham Cup captains. I actually called them after a really hard week last year and just asked them like, have you ever gone through something like this? What did you do? And I called several people like I called Justin Thomas. Um, I called several people that I knew could give me some advice. So like I said, I think my, the foundation are the people around you just like getting advice from people that have been there before. Nice. Yeah. So when you're making changes, obviously it helps to have those, um, those constants and that foundation, but your people always talk about like making changes to their game and innovating and changing their swing. What does that look like for you? You know, now you have a new coach, um, or you've had him for about a year now. Um, like what do you look to change in your game and how do you keep evolving? Yeah, I think my game – I lost my swing um, completely last year, and it all started – I started trying to gain distance at the beginning of last year, which if you ask any tour player, if you're hitting it well and you're hitting it straight, why try to gain distance? Well, I did it, um, and that's how I lost my, my game. I started trying to gain speed and distance, and it just kind of fell apart. So I did have to go back to the basics, and my new coach were going through a lot of just um, – I would say my path and the path of my golf swing and just basically the same thing everyone works on, impact position. Um, I had a little bit of a left shoulder injury a few years ago. So working through that in my golf swing is a big thing for me is learning how to how to swing the golf club, how it needs to be swung, but also for my shoulder not to, to act up is a big thing for me. So golf has like a few huge physical part to it, but it's also a huge mental sport. Um, we had a question from one of our listeners, Chuck H asks, how are you preparing to be mentally sharp when the season resumes? Um, like I said before, I think through this quarantine, I've gained my confidence back and I think all the girls, I don't know this to be true or not, but I think part of that, confidence in our mental game is going to come from this long break that we've had. Um, sometimes the grind is so hard and so long that you kind of lose focus. Well, I feel like now that we all know the season could be June to December, whenever the season starts, I don't know if it's going to start in June. It could, it could start in August. It could start in October. Um, who knows, but you know, the season's going to be shortened. So everyone's going to be on their A game. Everyone's going to be focused we're all going to be super excited and um, who knows what's going to happen. I don't think the LPJ even knows when the, what's going to happen yet. You know, as the news says, the virus, what do they say? The virus controls the destiny. Controlling a lot of things. That's for sure. Yes. Um, for, I saw you posted a video yesterday, actually, um, of, like, chipping down your staircase. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I thought that was really cool because we actually um, – we've seen, like, a ton of videos of people, like, trying to practice at home. Everybody's ordering, like, um, putting aids and all of these things. Yes. Do you have any, like, little tools that you play around us at home? Well, I wish I could have I shown you all my setup. 
I have some trees in my backyard and then the 16th fairway. And I put my mat, I have a golf mat in my garage and I put the mat there and I hit over the cars and over the trees and into the 16th fairway. <laughs> so that's like my setup. Mine's probably better than a lot of people's. <laughs> over the cars? Oh my gosh, yeah. I, would, I would totally shank one. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. And that's kind of, it's almost like my piece uh, to turn on music really loud and just hit out of my garage. So I have a good setup here. Like I said, um, my hometown is so small. You can't rent out golf carts. Like everyone owns their own golf cart. Um, so we're very lucky in the sense that our golf course is still open because you're not touching anything. <laughs> um, they have the inverted flags, which is nice, but I don't even use the inverted flags. I use one of my putting discs, and I put it beside the hole because I'm like, what if the ball touches and then someone else touches their ball? You know, it could mix. <laughs> so I'm like a little OCD about that as well. So, um, yeah, I have a good setup here, and that's one of the reasons why I left Tennessee because tennis Nashville is going to get bad soon. So a small town, it is going to hit the small town, and I've been wearing my mask and everything when I go to the grocery, but um, this setup here is pretty nice because we have, have my own golf cart, and I can kind of do as I want. Yeah, for sure. So when, um, you know, before the shutdown, um, you had switched into the new Maverick driver. What did you like about it, and what, have you, what did, were you seeing with it before? I know, and I haven't even gotten to play a tournament with my Maverick. Um, it's so good. I just told y'all that my driver is in the fairway every time, and I think that mm -hmm. – I didn't even know you were going to ask that question. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but that's one thing I've learned from the Maverick is switching from the Epic Flash to the Maverick. My misses are still on the fairway, and that's been huge for me. I gained some distance. Um but the Maverick has been so good to me. Um, I love it so much. And like I said, they're all in the fairway, which is even better. <laughs> when you're on tour, um, you know, like you said, it's kind of, it can be, it's like such a long haul. And so you guys all have each other last year. Um, we saw you with Lindsay Weaver, who's a good friend of yours. Um, and you have Barry Lida. Like what's that community like for you? Um, I have good friends on tour, which is great. Um, Allie McDonald, Lindsay Weaver, there's so many good girls out there. And I think that helps. We get to travel the world together, your best friends. It's the perfect combination of golf and travel and friends. So as hard as it gets sometimes, it's so much fun. And um, Lindsay got engaged this year, and so did Allie McDonald. So, you know, being, I'm going to get to be part of both of their celebrations and – I think that's just really cool. That just shows like the friendships that you make out on tour. And those are the people you're with. It's just like a coworker, except it's almost more because you're spending the night with those people on Airbnbs and stuff. So <laughs> like your roommate for the whole year sometimes. Our friendships um, on the, on tour um, different from just your normal friends who don't golf. Yes. Um, very different. I would say, they're both wonderful. My friends outside of my golf friends, they know nothing about golf, which is so nice. Um, but it's almost like I live two different lives because my friends that are on the golf course don't really know my life outside of golf as well as my friends that, um, like from Alabama, one of my roommates 
won back-to-back national championships in tennis. And so she knows the competitive route of it all, but she doesn't know anything about golf. And so when we talk, she understands, she watches the scores and she understands like if I don't play well, that that's probably not something I want to talk about. But if I do play well, she'll talk about it. And other than that, there's been several times where I've called her and we've just, she knows I played bad and we just talk and it's, it's so great. And then my friends on the golf course, we usually like, we'll rant together, give each other a hard time during practice rounds. So that's like a whole nother relationship. What are you looking for, you know, like going into your career? I We had read this article that, you know, like you're looking at at least like 10 years of playing on tour. Like what are your thoughts in the longevity of a golf career? I think about that all the time and even more so with my two-year-old niece here. Because <laughs> I always said, oh, I for sure would love to play golf when I have kids. But um the more you're around a two-year-old, the more you realize, wow, how do all these women on tour do it? I don't understand how they travel and they play golf at 6 a.m. when they've probably been up for half the night. Um, power to those women. I mean, Stacey Lewis, Jarena, Brittany, uh, Julie Inkster, who did it forever, Katrina Matthews. Like, there's, I could go on and on, but there's so many women that have done it. And I think they're true, truly role models. So I would always said I wanted kids on tour, but I don't know how that will all pan out. I would love to play as long as I could, though. Are you going to try to start uh, training your, your niece to play golf? Yes. We have plastic clubs, and she doesn't really get the concept. She's, she's also doing soccer. So sometimes she wants to kick the ball, but we're working on hitting the ball with the club. She's, she's very fun and very wild, but she, um, she does like it. Actually, yesterday I played nine holes, and she rode, rode in the golf cart, and she actually watched every single time I hit the ball. So maybe she's going to catch on. When you're out just, you know, like playing a casual around, do you have music on? Yes, 100%, every time. <laughs> what are you listening to? Usually I go to I'm, – I'm an Apple Music girl. My boyfriend's a Spotify. So we either <laughs> – whoever has it, we usually just put it on shuffle. Um, this is a funny little side note. He used to be – if you knew him – did you meet him before? Did you I get think, to yeah, him? I think we saw him. We saw him last year, yeah. Okay, well, he's, like, really calm and really chill – nothing like me and when we first started dating he told me he used to be a DJ in college and that made me laugh so hard because I cannot see that at all so he sometimes will DJ (laughs) it's hilarious oh my gosh that's so cool does he have like all the the whole setup still no he doesn't anymore I think he sold it but um he did for a long time in college it was hilarious and I when I see the picture, I'm like, do I know you? Because this is not the person I feel like I'm dating. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. What would be something if you were going to have, like, an alternate career, maybe even something that you just, like, wish you could do, what would it be? Y'all are going to laugh because I just keep talking about kids, but I've always said this. Um, when I was playing golf, when I first started playing, you know, when you're in, like, fourth grade they make you write what your dream career would be well I put mine to be a kindergarten teacher a third grade teacher 
And I still say all the time that if, when I stop playing, I would love to open up a daycare and everyone looks at me like I'm crazy, but I think that would be so much fun because you'd be able to make a difference to kids and hopefully their parents as well. But also, I don't know about y'all, but for me, kids make me smile. So you'd come home every day. You'd be tired, but you'd be smiling the whole day, which would be so fun. That's really cool. So do you have, like, games and stuff that you would recommend people play in the quarantine? Maybe kids or no kids? Um, I've been playing a lot of board games during all of this. I love the game Sequence. It's oh, that's kind of a good a, one. <laughs> you like it? It's yeah. so good. It's addicting, too, because, like, the other night we sat down and we played 11 games straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, because it's strategy, but it's also – you can watch a TV show while, while playing. It's not too intense, mm-hmm. um, but it's a great game. That's probably my favorite right now. Do you guys play any um, card games as well? I don't know. My dad um, is from Indiana, and their family plays Euchre. I don't know if y'all know what that What's is. That? I've heard of it. It's like a Midwestern, Midwest get- card game. I don't really know how to play it, but my parents used to play a bunch of card games. We still play like the, I don't even know what it's called, hearts and I don't even know what they're all called. Crazy eights and all of those things. Yeah, crazy eights. We still play all those games, but I feel like I play, I I like board games. I'm more of a board game kind of gal. We have a Nintendo 64 upstairs, too, that I'm going to get my hands on nice. after, this, after my niece leaves. <laughs> yeah, we brought out the Wii Sports a couple nice. weeks ago. Yeah, Wii Golf has been very popular. Yeah, I know. I, I actually said I wish I had one of those now because that would be really fun to have a Wii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of like fell off the face of the earth. But you did mention earlier The Bachelor, which I love The Bachelor. It's my not so guilty pleasure at all. And you didn't get to hear it, but Chris Harrison does the intro for our podcast. Um, have you, wa- did you watch, <laughs> yeah. did you watch the new singing series this week? I didn't because I didn't realize it was on because I was off Instagram um, for Lent. Oh. So I just got on social media. So I didn't even know it was coming on, but I'm really interested to see if Hannah Brown and Tyler get back together. Right? They've said that they're not, but I mean, they were together for like three weeks, so. I know. There's got to be something going on there. I also just binged watched, this makes me sound crazy, that Love is Blind show. Oh, oh my gosh. I heard about I that one. Obsessed. <laughs> I watched oh. it in two days. <laughs> um, it's crazy, but I, I'm very interested that, with the psychology behind it. Yeah. I was, I totally agree. That show, I think I didn't watch it in two days, but I watched it really fast. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. Like the reunion show, they did it like a year later. Yes. I thought so too. I wish they did that on the bachelor. Honestly. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. Because yeah. That was, that was interesting. Cause then it's like real life has already set in and they're mm. all, I'm going to move to a different room if that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, my dad just got home from work. He's like, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah. Your spring rolls. You can eat your spring rolls. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I, 
I was I'm very interested by the Love is Blind show and I wish that they did the one year anniversary because it's honestly all these people on the Love is Blind show, they actually are married and they've been married for like over a year at this point. And I just thought that was, I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was interesting too the, the whole psychology part about it. They don't see each other. So they're just like connecting emotionally as they say. Um, and some of them last, but a lot of them didn't because they were like, I'm not attracted to the person. So it was very interesting. I enjoyed it. I hate to say that, but I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I was like, I was like, that show looks absolutely ridiculous. And then everybody started watching and I was like, now I have to give it a chance. Yeah. I was the same. Sarah, you need to go. I've I've seen parts of it, but yeah, no, that's, it's on my watch list. Yep. I also watched um, All American over this quarantine so far. Have you seen that? It was like the number uh, one show on Netflix for a while. It's it's a better version. It's like Friday Night Lights with Gossip Girl with all that kind of stuff mixed together. It's based on a true story out of California, though. Um, this football player... It's about a football player in high school and his family, and he ends up living with – it's crazy. I cried every episode. It's kind of oh. – it's very dramatic. It's really good. I would recommend it. We watched that oh, in two geez. days as well. So Wow. I know. My boyfriend loved I'll it, too. So, like, that's that. a good show yeah. for you and, like, somewhat your partner or significant other. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's a good suggestion. I've heard McMillions is really good too. Yeah. On okay, HBO. Okay. I have to ask one more question about TV since this is the rave right now. Tiger King. I, j- I need you oh. to say that. <laughs> I you guys, it. Tiger I, King I is insane. insane. I like I tried. It? I couldn't get into it. It was Me too either. it was too weird. Too out. Oh. I fell asleep every time. <laughs> <laughs> We were, we were like, we were in it. That show, like, we watched like three or four episodes in a row. And then the last, the last ones kind of like drag, drug on a little bit. But um, it was kind of like, um, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just like, it was too crazy to believe, I think, which was, yeah. that's like what got me. And, but now like people are still talking about it. Yeah. We have a Bible study group on tour um that we meet every week on zoom and they're all talking about ozark oh i heard that was that so good so good so it's dark next you yeah. should it's really dark but it's it's good i haven't had the strength to start season two yet but i'm going to soon <laughs> perfect i might start that next then <laughs> all right well um thanks so much for joining us emma it's been really fun maybe we'll you know if we're still all here in a week or two we'll get you back sounds good that is great and thank y'all for calling sorry i was like moving around all day y'all know i'm sure yeah, everyone totally knows how that is this was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was so really much. great and now we can make spring rolls <laughs> yes make some fresh spring rolls for yourself they're very yummy All right. Well, thanks, Emma. um, And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week on Girls and Golf. Thank y'all. See ya. See ya. Bye, Emma.